Was geht ab? And welcome to the first episode of DFB, the Deutsche Fußball Brosif Podcast. Whatever the name is going to be, we'll fix it. The Bundesliga podcast given from the perspective of two friends, one American and one German who absolutely love Fußball. First, obviously, introductions are in order. My name is Christian Philemon, but everybody calls me Philly, and I'm hoping you all call Philly, me Philly as well. Don't call me anything profane. Philly's what I'm going to go with. And as you can tell from my <laughs> accent, I'm the American guy hailing from New York City and joining me on this adventure from the mean streets of Berlin, my good friend, my co-creator, and my co-host, Tilo Zingler. Wow. What an intro, man. I could listen to you for hours propping me up. I appreciate that. Too bad you already gave the accent away because I figured people would have figured it out pretty quickly who's who. But yes, love to be here with you um, to approach Bundesliga and German soccer on a like different level with somebody who's also been around the block. And hey, maybe that's a good actually segue to just kick listeners that are have never heard of us into kind of like what brings you to soccer what you've been done before and yeah maybe i start actually with myself um i've been you know around the block the bundesliga in germany growing up there for over 30 years um you know been to plenty of games uh from the fifth division all the way to the champions league final slept on park benches to travel with the german national team in vienna and whatnot and yeah, just um, seeing firsthand what a great soccer culture that is. And obviously now being in the States with you here in Los Angeles, I took that little bit of uh, passion and love over here and fell into this pool of soccer growth and, and bubbling love that is, you know, the United States over the last 10, 15 years. And um, it's amazing um, how the game has grown here and the interest. And I think that's why we're here, because I think Bundesliga and German soccer can probably you know get a little bit more love and deserve maybe a little bit better coverage um but we get into that in a second philly um give me a little bit your spiel you, you hit up on a really good point obviously we want to give the bundesliga a little more love you can tune in to any podcast format and platform and find something on the premier league uh, find something on arsenal and manchester united but how many podcasts can you honestly say that you know of that not only cover the bundesliga but cover it from the perspective of an american and a german this is where i find us being in a unique position unique like a snowflake in our case two of a kind now I, being from the United States, and as you could tell from my accent, I'm not from Berlin. I fell in love with the sport back in 1990 when uh, this, this German team right over here wearing this very kit, although this is a replica, ended up West Germany, that was, beating Argentina at Stadio Olimpico in Rome, winning the World Cup, Andreas Brema with that EK 1-0 win. That's when I fell in love with foosball. My father's side of the family, they immigrated from Eastern Europe. They moved on over to Munich, which is where I would spend many of my summers. And then obviously my mom's side was in New York, which is where I ended up. But I spent four years of my life living in Frankfurt. Absolutely love this sport. It's, it's a passion of mine. I will not wake up at 6 a.m. to go work out early or to get to work early, but I will wake up at 6 a.m. to catch whatever Bundesliga game I can catch on ESPN Plus or whatever platform. And so Tilo and I got together here in the city of Angels, Los Angeles, California, 
as a result of a mutual love of the sport. And we've been kicking this can down the road, this idea of creating this foosball podcast, again, from the eyes of an American and a German. And we hope that you uh, find it entertaining, informative, and uh, educational. Absolutely, man. And yeah, I love to be doing this with you because I feel like, to your point, it's two different angles to the very same thing. And I feel like um, if you look at the mainstream media, the coverage, you know, it's usually up to a bunch of pundits that are neither American nor German usually. And you get the feeling that half of them aren't even watching the actual games. I mean, <laughs> I love a lot of these guys out there, but I think it's fair to say that it's probably not um, um, high on their lists, you know, and you can see that in the commentary. But the bigger thing is, and I think that's why I have such a desire to kind of like come on and, you know, talk footy with you is the German league and German soccer in general isn't necessarily about the, the biggest spenders or the Ballon d'Or winners or whatever. I mean, there's plenty of talent and obviously the league has a lot of potential um, and a lot of um, firepower. It's the highest scoring league in Europe and top five uh, leagues, but it is a league that is really built by fans for fans. It's about the culture, um, the passion, the connection to the clubs. And that's something that really very few people, I think, um, you know, make an effort to explain. And um, we want to kind of like give that connection um, some room here, you know, make you understand why Why are people so into this? You know, like why are the stadiums so full? Why do they have the highest average attendance in world soccer in the leagues? You know, why, why are clubs like Hamburg or Schalke who are sitting in the second division pulling 60,000, you know, people every second weekend into their home arenas, you know, even though they're just keep on failing over and over again. Like, what is it that drives this crazy soccer country? Now, honestly, for me as a German growing up, it's, it never seemed crazy. Right? It was just a normal transition. You know, I became when I was like eight years or whatever, all we did was just play soccer. Like we played soccer on the courtyards and the school and after school in front of a meadow, we just like dropped two backpacks, well actually four to each side and then just went at it for hours and hours until the mothers came yelling, where the F are you kids? Get your butt home. And then you get into a club and I played at VfB Fortuna Biesdorf Berlin. And if you're really, really German diehard soccer fan, you might recognize that name because Robert Huth, Chelsea legend and union legend, used to play there as well. <laughs> so random tidbit. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, you just basically start playing. And once you start playing, you start picking a club. And once you start picking a club and following it, you're kind of like already in it. And then also helps that, you know, mostly speaking, not now, but in my formative years, Germany was actually a respectable footballing nation. <laughs> Still the only FA that has won all the titles, World Cups, European Cups for men and women. Which, in my perspective, puts Germany on top of the Mount Rushmore of soccer nations. Because you might have a strong man or a strong woman program, but can you really put it together? Food for thought. Anyway, that's a little bit on my end. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, it's great to you know do it with you because I feel like um, the way that you know soccer is getting on over here and, and the way it's developed over the last twenty something years um, or fifteen years, I should say. Um, it's just a little different and i think that like it also earns its own kind of like way to talk about it and approach it 
No, absolutely. And I mean, the fact that you'd mentioned that you, you know, spent some time boots on the ground playing club foosball and and obviously going through it that way, throwing out these little tidbits. That's why I think this is going to be a great pod, because obviously from my Auslander perspective, I see things in a completely different light. But you, my friend, boots to the ground, you, my friend, family over there, you, you know, you were at a certain stadium on the final day of the Bundesliga, which we'll talk about on the next episode, witnessing a team. Well, (laughs) <laughs> rise from glory into uh, bedlam. Let's just put it that way. But you've got that perspective, that unique approach. And I obviously see it in a completely different way. I didn't get a chance to really play it like you did because growing up in Queens, New York, we didn't have the kind of clubs that were easily accessible. All the pickup games would typically be played at Flushing Meadow Park, but I was too busy playing baseball. As I mentioned, Germany wins the World Cup in 1990. I fell in love with it, playing around with my friends here on the street. You know, that's where we got into it. And then when I moved to Frankfurt in 1994, at the tender young age of 14, and that was very, very many blue moons ago, you think I was going to pick up really easily and play foosball with kids that have been playing since they came out of their mother's wombs? No. So I stuck with something very American, basketball, which was ironically created by a Canadian, by the way, in 1892. Anyway, uh, that's besides the point. But yeah, Shout that's out to uh, Dr. Naismith. Yeah, absolutely. On the campus of, uh, the, you, you, well, actually, it was Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, he ended up, the rules are in uh, Lawrence, Kansas right now, where the uh, Kansas Jayhawks reside. I have a lot of useless facts, by the way. So one day I'm hoping they'll get me paid and laid, uh, as I like to jokingly say. But yes, the beauty, the beauty. And Tilo, you and I could probably both agree on this. The beauty about sport in general is it provides people with a community, a a sense of pride, a sense of passion. Some cases, uh, some toxicity, (laughs) obviously with all good comes bad. But the beauty of sport, bringing people together. Look, if it wasn't for this game, you and I would probably not be here recording this podcast and having these conversations. Who knows if we would have had the opportunity to meet and have conversations pertaining to something we love. But, you know, if there's anything that we want to exude to you, the listeners, the fact that we absolutely love this game, we absolutely love talking with each other, we absolutely have so many different perspectives. I'll agree with him. He won't agree with me. We might change things up, vice versa. But either way, we are going to be here to inform, entertain, and educate you. And as the World Cup gets closer and closer to the United States, by that point, we're hoping that we've really educated you along the lines of, of the Bundesliga. So that way, you know, you too can understand who Germany is going to field at that point, what clubs they played for. And uh, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're probably not going to compete for that fifth star above your uh, above your crest there, Tilo. But either way, we want to help educate you on this fantastic league. All right. See, I already got to kind of like intervene because <laughs> this is why this is going to be fun. <laughs> I feel like at least it used to be essentially German that it didn't matter what the odds were. As long as where you were in the tournament, you were there to win it. I think a good example is 2002 when a, you know, a team of scrubs coming off the worst um, performance in the Euros that Germany had in recent memory. And probably till this day, I mean, it went out in the group stages. It was a complete disaster. And then guys like Marco Bode, Carsten Ramelow, Jens Novotny, um, Probably not names that you're that rings a bell for you know the people. I mean, you know Michael Ballack probably and Oliver Kahn, but you know the rest of the team wasn't as hot. And they went to the final and took on Brazil. And if Oliver Kahn of all people would have not made that big gaffe, they already would have had a, added a four star right there. And I think that's just like that was used to be what made German soccer great. It wasn't about 
it was never the team that had the big star on the cover of the magazine. There was other nations. They were busy talking when it came time to play the game. It was like, I don't really care what the pundits say. I don't really care what your newspaper says. You need to come to us and you know it's going to hurt. <laughs> and we need to go back to that. I don't really care what, like in terms of like team, like 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 players, uh, potential and skill, I think there's more than enough there. Um, if I see teams like in the Bundesliga, for example, you see teams like Freiburg or Union in the last couple of years, not necessarily this year, but when they actually had less big names on there. They were playing together as a unit, and I think that's something that is quintessential to like the German understanding. I think in a in a, in a way also to Italian teams, like they understand it's a team sport. It is never just about one guy. It's not basketball where you just have way one out of five, and you can control the ball so much that you can control the game. You can't. You need. You can't take it over like that. You need a good group. It's not about having the best player. It's just about not having the weakest link among eleven teams, and then make that gel. We used to be really, really good at that. German teams, the German national team. We kind of lost that a little bit. But again, to your point, quintessentially German should be, as long as we're in it, even though people might not give us a flying chance, we're in it to try to win it. And we used to believe that. I think like now people say that, but you don't really see that on, on the pitch. But people, like teams back in the days actually used to believe that, and what make them so strong. Anyway, so sorry for <laughs> kind of like sliding in there, but I wanted to say something real quick um, in regards to, you know, what I find fascinating about the U.S. It's like you just mentioned it, yeah, like your your background, you know, playing in the park, not, not even haven't heard of it. Like it wasn't force fit to you. You know, it wasn't like you were turning on TV on Sunday and you'd see football, you know, the gridiron, not the footy beautiful well, game. Well, in all fairness, if you turned on Telemundo, you would see you would see soccer. <laughs> all right. Fair. But I mean. <laughs> How many of the average Americans usually turn on Telemundo? I mean, they're 60 million ish now, but like, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, probably a little less. Um, anyway, point being, I find it extremely fascinating for someone who has never set foot into Germany, let alone into Europe, to get up at 6 30, go to a bar, or just turn on your TV and follow a team that's like thousands of miles away. Like, if you have that passion, um, then I think you're at the right spot right now. And if you want to develop that passion, you want to understand why people do that kind of crazy stuff, even though they're, you know, there's nothing there. It, it's that, it's that feeling, that indescribable connection that you can have, that sports can create, um, that I think is really, really strong in German league. And yeah, we're going to talk about it and about uh, a million other things. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, obviously, you're wearing that 2014 World Cup kit. Who would sure. ever? Who would ever thought? Well, obviously you have it with the fourth stars, so that's obviously after the World Cup. Who would ever imagine that that pass from uh, from Schürrle to Götze would be the height and essentially like the fall of of Die Mannschaft? Obviously, they they finally ended up getting by uh, Italy in the Euros two years later. But obviously, it's been very tough. And what makes things tough for you and I, my friend, we live. In Los Angeles, in the city of Angels, right down the road from Mexico. And we have so many friends that are huge, massive supporters of El Tree. And if you go back to June 17th in the year 2018, the name Chucky Lozano is the name that people celebrate very candidly around here. Uh, much to the chagrin of, of you and I, the name Chucky Lozano is not a name that I welcome with open arms because I'll never forget that day in the group stages 
Uh, there was obviously that match in which Tony Cruz sort of bailed us out against Sweden. And then obviously we know what happened with South Korea. But that's that's besides the point. But since you're wearing your 2014 and I'm wearing the 1990, uh, I'll leave it up to you, the listener, uh, maybe even the watcher, to guess who actually is the older of the two. Well, Is it me or is it Tilo? I don't know. I'll leave that up to y'all's imagination. And who's the wiser? <laughs> oh boy, this, I could I, I could tell we're gonna have some some fun with this. But 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 all that being said, I mean, we just wanted to give you a quick little intro. Obviously, we have so many things to talk about. Essentially, we're not making this about any specific team. You know, this isn't going to be a a, a Dortmund. Uh, podcast. This is going to be a Bayern podcast. It's not going to be an Union, a nine track, so on and so forth. We're going to obviously talk about games that which we feel are compelling enough to talk about. We'll talk about obviously you know things within the Bundesliga news reports, rumors, obviously the the latest up to date stuff, and like we're we're just going to have some fun with this. We're going to make y'all love the Bundesliga as much as we love it. Absolutely. If you don't know who Giroud is, or you want to know more about him, if you wonder. If there, was there ever a team that won the league and got relegated to the very next year? Yes, Nuremberg there was in 1969 or 96, sorry. 69. Jesus, the numbers are always different in, in German. <laughs> are you dyslexic? I am. Numerically well, I'm, I'm, dyslexic? <laughs> <laughs> well, I should look into that. But if and, you and wonder, wants, I don't know. He's the, the wiser one. <laughs> <laughs> If you wonder what kind of transparency are they holding up, what kind of TIFO and messages before the game, if that's the kind of stuff you're into, or you just um, love seeing the yellow wall bounce or like a full stadium in Bremen, then and what they're chanting and, and what does that mean and how, you know where teams are coming from and, and, and the history behind it and, and what's the deal with people not liking Leipzig and, and why is it different from Leverkusen, all that kind of stuff. I think you'd be right at home here uh, with me in Philly. So um, we look forward to having you um, listen and tune in, guys and girls uh, around the States. And yeah, um, share many, many, many. Uh, I don't know how to bring this home, Philly. <laughs> what are we sharing? Love, passion, and an interest in what we think is the most exciting, most fun, and most beloved football league in the world. And yes, I'm also saying this above the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Liga, the Eredivisie. To me, to you, to us, it's all about the Bundesliga. And that's what we're only going to talk about. So, unless, Tilo, unless you got something else to say? What I'm going to say is numbers don't lie. Again, look at the average attendance, and you know we're voting with our feet. Um, If you want... If you're into fan culture and passion, great games, lots of scoring actions, and amazing players, then you, you, you know you're going to be right at home. And there you have it, folks. Hopefully you enjoyed episode one. We're going to keep launching these things as quickly as we can. We're going to have a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us on DFB, and uh, we'll see you soon. Tschüss. Auf Wiedersehen. There you go.